What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. I'm Howard Bender with, of course, Adam Ronis. How's everybody doing this week? So much going on. Fantasy baseball in full swing. The NFL draft. By the time you guys are listening to this right now, it'll be the night of the NFL draft in 2023. NBA playoffs are cruising. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are cruising. It's a nice time to be a New York sports fan for a fun for for the long time for a first time in a long time for a little while here where all the sports are aligning uh somewhat nicely for everybody so uh I, I I'm hoping Adam's in a good mood Adam are you in a good mood today yeah I would say so there's no reason to not be in a good mood today okay well th- th- that's encouraging then where where do we want to start I guess let's let's start you know because it's it's obviously it's the hot topic of conversation right now and uh, and everybody's freaking out about it. I mean, uh, the NFL draft for you, like, I, I can't imagine, like, I, you know, I, I know that you wait until the summertime, you know, to really dive in and you're more of a show me where these idiots land. And then we can talk about fantasy value, which I totally get and I totally agree with. Um, but I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, you got to be pretty intrigued about what could happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they've actually done a pretty good job over the last few years of finding talent in the draft. I think they have multiple needs to fill, as many teams do. So I'm interested to see what they do. Um, You know, we hear so many things like the days leading up to the draft, so many smoke screens. So it's like at this point, I'm just like, all right, let's see who goes where. Let's stop with all the bullshit and smoke screens let's get this done yeah yeah oh and you know and it's so funny too because you know we're we're kind of in that same fashion adam schefter uh was with me and jim on the fantasy alarm show on sirius xm yesterday and he said he's like you know he's like maybe everybody who does a mock draft gets two or three picks right but one trade one different pick and it just throws everything completely out of whack so I'm with you on that one there as far as like, you know, you just you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's 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 almost on a it's it's almost been comical with everybody, you know, throwing things around. I will say this. The one thing that has been a a, a relative constant and something that's obviously made me happy is the uh, is the Bijan Robinson situation. Um, and I'm just I'm just talking about following the money. Uh, and and what the odds are saying right now and what they've been saying, I think it was about a month and a half ago, almost two months ago, um, that I was kind of like looking at at, at certain things and, and noticed that there was a little, it's a little bit of line movement, not a lot of line movement, but just a little bit of line movement where all of a sudden it was like Bijan Robinson to the Falcons um, at the eighth pick. Uh, and I think it, it went from like plus 5,000 to plus 3,000, or maybe it was, it was, maybe it was like plus 38 and it went down to plus three, um, whichever the case, I noticed that the line movement there. And obviously, you know, I kind of, you know, looked into it and I studied Arthur Smith and the Falcons and, you know, and, and what they've been doing. But then as the Falcons have gone through their off season, they turned around. I mean, they just they just picked up defenders left and right. I mean, it was it was crazy how many different you know defenders they ended up picking up through free agency, uh, you know, trade talks, signings. 
Uh, and then the last one, of course, was the big deal that they made with uh, with Detroit for Jeffrey Akuda uh, to help solidify that. So they do all these things on defense. And I mean, the last time I looked, Bijan Robinson to go to the Falcons was at like plus 200. So I'm kind of that's that's the one that's literally I mean, with the exception of, you know, who who are the Jets going to take that Bijan Robinson to the Falcons pick has been the only thing that's been like really prevalent on my mind because I could stand to win some money here. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to go in the top 12 now. I know we see running backs kind of get devalued over the years. Teams are getting smarter, but he's just this immense playmaker that I could see going in the top 12. Um, I get, Yeah, Atlanta's definitely a possibility. I think any of those teams maybe from 8 through 12 could take them potentially. Yeah. Oh, I think definitely. I think eight through 12 is, um, is definitely the range. I mean, I think if, if, if somebody really, really, really wants, I think, and that's the thing, if somebody really, really wants them, they're going to have to move into that seven spot because everything's pointing towards the Falcons. Everything is. And I mean, listen, that's not a, a lock, but you have to figure that if you're a GM and you're like, man, I really want me some Bijan Robinson, like that, like the seventh pick would be the target pick that you would have to trade up for. I don't know if anybody's, you know, really willing to do that. I was looking at, um, uh, Will, you know, Will Brinson from CBS. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know Will and I've, you know, been following a bunch of his mocks and stuff like that. And he just put one out today, which I immediately like hit him up and I started cursing him for it because he's being a son of a bitch. Uh, and I, and I even invited him onto the fantasy alarm show to tell him that he's a son of a bitch because he puts the Raiders taking Bijan Robinson at uh, at the seventh pick. And, you know, and the rationale is obviously it's tight rationale too. It's like Josh McDaniels, everybody forgets that when Josh McDaniels was running Denver's draft, he, you know, made that move for no Sean Marino. He, he loves his running backs. Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, still is yet to sign his franchise tag and wants to see what kind of, you know, pieces and components and, and, and shit like that happens. And then, you know, even if he doesn't sign the franchise tag and, and they just let him walk, you know, Bijan Robinson's a guy you can build around. So he had like decent rationale for it, but I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm really hating that move because I hate good rationale for shit that goes against me. Yeah. I would be surprised if the Raiders took him. Um, I think there is a good shot Atlanta does. Yeah. 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 What about your, your, uh, your, your Cowboys? The big rumor for them is, um, is Michael Mayer, the tight end. Do you really want to go tight end there in the first round? Not really, man. I think they're okay with what they have at tight end, um, with Hendershot, um, and, uh, Ferguson. Yeah. I think they're okay. Um, so I, I don't really want to see them go tight end there. Again, they have multiple needs. Uh, tight end is, I would not put it as high on the list. I could see them going with maybe a defensive tackle. Um, so I think they're, I don't think they go wide receiver in the first round. You know, Brody Cooks, you got Lamb, Gallup coming off the injury. Maybe I see them adding another one in the draft, but maybe not the first round. So I think there's a variety of ways they can go. I don't you know, think the, I don't think it's clear what they're going to do. 
Yeah, I, I don't either. But everybody seems to have them tied to the tight end, which, you know, I, I'm like, if, if they were that concerned about the tight end position, don't you think they would have tried to have retained Schultz? Like they were like, they, okay, they, bye-bye. They didn't want to pay him. And I don't right, like right. I, I get that. That that's basically what I think they like Schultz and they would have preferred to have him, but they said it doesn't make sense to pay him. I mean, he's not he's not a Kittle Goddard type. He's just right. catch it and fall. You know what I mean? Kind of like Jason Witten. And that was great, but not a guy that you want to pay for. Um so yeah, I I'm not sure what they're going to do. I know when I spoke with Jim Bowden filling in for you, he wanted them to get Robinson and trade up. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, his, his yeah. latest now is, uh, is trading up for, uh, uh, Jackson Smith and J- Najigba, the, uh, the wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like give up everything and don't worry about it. Just get, <laughs> get the stud guys in the draft. Who cares about cost? Uh, the the funny thing about it is, and, and I think that you know we kind of covered this with 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 Schefter, and we covered this with a um, with with some other other guests. The NFL draft to me, and like all the mock drafts that we see, and all the work that everybody puts in, it's kind of like you know when everybody when be- people are betting over unders in football to start the season, that they're betting what they want to see, not what they're actually going to see. And, and I think that that's a, a major case when you talk about people, you know, betting on where a guy's going to go or, um, you know, talking about what what they want their team to do. And and it's definitely it's structured much more around what they want to see than actually what's going to happen. I think that's a it's a, a big thing for people to kind of keep in mind, especially when, you know, everybody's trying to rope you into a, you know, three NFL pick parlay. That you can start betting for, you know, plus forty-seven twenty odds. <laughs> my favorite, my absolute favorite. Um, how about this uh, little NFL rumor, pre-draft rumor that that popped up yesterday, and this will probably uh, get under your skin as a Cowboys fan. I don't know. Did you? Well, you're in New York. You should have seen this. Uh, New York Giants trading their first and second round pick, plus uh, some some deeper picks in there in return for Cooper cup and like, you know, just a splash of return picks. Did you see that rumor? But then I saw a soundbite from your show from Schefter that said Cooper cup staying with the Rams. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I kind of, you know, I feel like I took Schefter by surprise with that question. I don't think he, cause it was a recent rumor that, that was being circulated. And I know that Schefter's always tied into everything, but you know, Schefter had like just gotten to Kansas City and, you know, so he's been doing his thing and he hasn't like really kind of like sat back. But, you know, yeah, I, I think that if you're looking at Cooper Cup to the Giants, the Giants do have the salary cap room. They can make that maneuver like that's something that the Giants can actually do. Um, he was, you know, he he threw he uh, he said that nobody's trading for DeAndre Hopkins because of his contract. Um, but I mean, you know, as far as Cooper cup goes and, you know, we're also talking about, I mean, how old is Cooper cup? What is he? 28, 29. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's still, that's, that's, that's a good three years left in you. Uh, top could form, be, I think. Yeah. He's 29. He turns 30 June 15th. 
Oh, all right. So there you go. I, w- would you do that? Like, I mean, you know, you you've seen the Giants. You know what they're they're looking like right now. They just pick up Darren Waller. They've got Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I, the number one wideout is something I think they really need. They do. They need another wide receiver. I mean, look, Darren Waller was a good addition. And if look, if they don't add anything significant, you know, Waller is going to get a boatload of targets. The question is, can he stay on the field and be healthy? But if you're doing projections and you're looking at fantasy right now, Darren Waller is like uh, one of the top tight ends. He has to be because, right? What do we? What do you want out of your top tight end? You want them to be number one or number two in targets on the offense. And Kelsey obviously has always been number one in his. Uh, Kittle isn't. And we always put Kittle up there. It's just he's so good. But he's never number one. And uh, he might be number two. But it's, again, a low passing offense. But, you know, Waller, the reason why those years uh, he was pretty much number one on his team. And then they brought in Devontae Adams. He got banged up. But you look at what the Giants have right now. How is he not number one in targets? I. I don't know. Wandell Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Sterling Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Guys will be out with injury in week four. Well, you, you remember, I mean, the medicals on Kenny Galladay, they, they, they thought that was great. Everything was fine. Well, I, I, I hated that. <laughs> I hated it so much. I'm like, you're bringing in a 27 year old big body receiver for Daniel Jones, who was not the most accurate. He obviously got better, but Jones was a guy See, with Galladay, Stafford loved to throw the ball up to him. He didn't care if he was covered. I knew Daniel Jones wouldn't do that. And plus, Galladay fell off, man. You know, he got paid. He's coming off that hip hip surgery. Yeah, and got paid. And, you know, it clearly wasn't happy there. And the coaches weren't happy with him. Crazy to me that that it still happened. But, I mean, you know, obviously, yes, uh, a different regime taking over. uh, With with Dayball, I thought was, you know, obviously the, the move they needed to make. And. Whatever. But yeah, I agree with you. I think as it stands right now, Waller is probably the number one target on that on that team. Um, But because of his health concerns, you can't like you can't go into the season with that. You just you you can't. You have to. No, you can't. You can't. As a Cowboys fan, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I hope you fucking take a tight end with your first pick and I hope he busts. Yeah, I hope he's good. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. For- See, the only the only reason why I have a glimmer of hope for the Cowboys, the NFC is so bad, bro. It is so wide open. Like the AFC is so top heavy. And you look at the NFC and it's like, I mean, yes, San Francisco is really good. We got to see about their quarterback situation. Philly will be good again, but they cannot repeat at the dominance they had last year. They're going to have a difficult schedule. And I'm not saying Dallas is going to get there because you could say, well, Dallas does this shit every year. They have talent and they never do shit. So I can't argue with that, but it's better to be in the NFC where it is still pretty open. Oh, it's definitely it's much more wide open in the uh, in the NFC, and you know, and the official move of Rodgers to the Jets. There you go. You got to be ecstatic. Kind of helps solidifies. I'm not ecstatic. Okay, okay. I think we've already had this discussion because we knew this was coming. Right. My take on uh, you're a Jets fan, so I'll let you go. But I, here's my take. They don't need Aaron Rodgers to be the Aaron Rodgers MVP level. They just need a competent quarterback. They don't need him to be great. I know they gave up picks for him, but this defense was one of the best in the NFL last year, and they did it with the quarterbacks, whoever it was, putting them in bad positions because they couldn't move the ball down the field. 
is Rodgers what he was years ago? No, he definitely fell off, but he's still solid and they have weapons on this team. So to me, now your, your counterpoint is going to be, well, is it good enough to win a Super Bowl? My guess is probably not just because of the landscape of the AFC and some of the other quarterbacks. But the bottom line is the Jets are now in the conversation, at least, you know, at least there's some optimism. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. They don't need Rodgers to be the MVP. No, they don't. But dude, dude, sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl now with the with the deal official. Sixth best. They're now also plus two fifty to win the AFC East, and they're like plus seven hundred, which is the fourth best odds to win the uh, the AFC conference. I feel like that's a that's a bit of an exaggeration there. Based on, I get it. They don't need Rodgers to be the Rodgers of the MVP world. I tell you where my my big hang up is, is that, yeah, I, I don't think that Rodgers brings them to the Super Bowl. I don't. I like what we've got going on. We could get stronger and better. If Aaron Rodgers. Teaches his eventual replacement, I don't know if that's Zach Wilson or not. We're going to have to wait and see. I had Bob with who's does the play by play for the Jets. Um, I had him on the fantasy alarm show the day that the the trade got finalized uh, to to talk about it. And the one thing that he said that kind of got me a little ooh, <laughs> you got a picture Fensty doing that ooh. Um, the one thing that he said that kind of got me for that was that Aaron Rodgers actually likes Zach Wilson. That he that that. You know, he is going he's probably going to go in there and put his arm around the kid and just be like, all right, listen. You know, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here for, but if you want to learn from me. Watch and pay attention and maybe maybe just set up some like one on one time, you know, just like, all right, let's, you know, watch film with me together, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. I just that's what I want to see, because while Aaron Rodgers, I don't think, takes us to the Super Bowl a year or two into the playoff of going to the playoffs is something that'll help the rest of the team even more so. And that maybe we have a little bit less, you know, a little bit more of a seamless transition at quarterback when Rodgers does go away. Like that's the that's been the 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 thing for me is that I know that Rodgers isn't you know whether you know he would have to be MVP Rodgers in order to bring us to the Super Bowl. So my expectations is make it to the playoffs, win hopefully win more than one game. Uh, but you know that's that's what it is. But still looking at this franchise to to the future, you know that's what I want to see. And and Aaron Rodgers is not a guy who, you know, you you can really vision the future. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, you. So you're not excited about this at all? No, no, no I, I didn't say that. I said I I got a little excited when Wachusen said that Rodgers likes Zach Wilson. Like if he's looking at Zach Wilson as, yeah, all right, you're just going to sit behind me and you're going to watch and, you know, you've got a decent skill set, but I'm not going to fucking mentor you. Like, you know, we're not best buddies. But I'm going to try and finish out, you know, my career here with the Jets and you can learn along the way. If there is an opportunity for Zach Wilson to learn 
behind Aaron Rodgers, then I'm in for that. And 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 then I'm much more excited about the uh, you know the landing spot because of how it should elevate the entire team. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a bet right now. Oh, that can shit. Get you, that can get you rich, okay? Oh, really? Yeah. The Super Bowl exact results. Jets to beat the Lions, plus 19,000 on DraftKings. You going to do it? <laughs> Dude, we see crazy things in the NFL. It can't happen. Can you imagine a Jets-Lions Super Bowl? No. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's that's just funny shit right there. Plus nineteen thousand. Yeah. I'm surprised that the odds are that good. <laughs> Jets. Oh, okay. I was I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna give me like a real serious play here. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Jets <laughs> Jets to beat the Giants in the Super Bowl plus forty thousand. Oh, well, see, now you're speaking my language here. If Cooper Cup goes to the Giants, you know, well, I guess I would have to bet go. that. You now. put a put a thousand dollars on that, you win four hundred one thousand. you know, they capped my bet on the um Whatchamacallit, on the B. John Robinson one. Yeah, dude, they do. See, and that's the thing I think sometimes people don't understand with all the information that comes out. You can't spend a ton on, on the NFL draft on these bets. They do cap them. Yeah, I was only I was literally only able to to place a forty dollar bet. I tried yeah, to put huh? I just tried to put a hundred bucks on it. Yeah, nah, they're not gonna let you, man, because you know they know that information can leak out or or and that's why I'm always wondering, like, hmm, these reporters with inside info. Why don't they just freaking make a huge bet before? But there's a reason why you can't get rich doing these. They're gonna limit you on 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 things of this nature. Yeah, well, risking forty bucks to to make twelve hundred that puts a smile on my face. I'll be okay with that. What is it at right now? It, you said it changed, right? Oh just... yeah, it's at like plus two hundred. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't I say this a month or so ago? I think I, I did. I know I, I I've been so. talking about it on the show. I've been I talking about it on the show because, I, you know, as the odds, like as as all the pundits now are like linking Bijan Robinson to Atlanta, all of a sudden Bowden's like, holy shit, this could really happen. Oh, I'm man. looking to see where's so. How come I'm not seeing him here in the top 10? Oh, minus 110 to go in the top 10. Oh, see, look at that. That's dog shit, man. Yeah. Draft position or pick number. So you would you pick. Wait, so did you pick pick eight or to the Falcons? What was the bet? bet? The bet was pick eight. Okay, so if there's a trade and he goes pick eight, you win. If there's a trade and he still goes pick eight, yes, I win. Yeah. And but it, okay, so it's just yeah. See, yeah, pick eight plus two hundred on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. You're right. So yeah, yeah and that's the favorite. Uh, Nolan Smith plus two fifty, Van Ness plus three eighty, Stroud plus six hundred. So that is the yeah. favorite for pick eight. That's Dude, still I, not bad. Plus two hundred if you think uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, but they'll they'll you know again they'll put a, a forty dollar cap on, on yeah. your bet. Like they did of today. Of course. What's that? 
I said, of course. And then even so, some of these promo free bets that they have, they've been capping me at $10. It used to be 50. And now I can only bet like 10 bucks. I'm like, really? Why? Look, uh, to me, that's messed up. Sportsbooks should not be capping anyone. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, you know, I get, it, I, get it for the, I get it for the prop market. I like this type of stuff, right? There's so much just inside info sliding out there and stuff. Right. Yes. This I understand. But I've seen, you know, people who are successful in sports, but they do get capped at these books. I think that's fucked up. I think it's, I mean, this, I think it's fucked up too. I, I, you know, I don't really know. I mean, it, it's a business like anything else. And, you know, they obviously have the, the, the prerogative to do it. Um, it's not the fucking wild west and you're not putting 10 grand on every single, you know, every single pick. And I'm, I'm sure that there are people, there are people with that kind of money that'll do that and just destroy the book. So yeah. they kind of have to, you know, for, for that sake, so that us, the little guy, can lose all of our money. Right, and keep going back. We can deposit <laughs> as much as we want. <laughs> you know what? You've been losing too much. We're not going to let you deposit today. That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Things we'll never see in this world. Oh, we need to do a whole show on that. <laughs> Things oh, that, you're that never going to see show. in this world. Man, if we did that show 10 years ago, I bet you there were things we said we'd never seen that we are seeing now. That's how fucked up the world has become. Such as? Uh, there's uh, so much shit. Oh, Come no, on, there's got to be something. Sport, even oh, here we go. Ten, what, what, ten years what? ago, we're doing a podcast. We will never see a period where there's no sports. Never happen. <laughs> but that's but the, but that that's actually true because even during COVID, people were still we, we were betting on Russian table tennis. Okay, but let uh, okay the major sports we'll never see a shutdown of the major sports that there will always be one of the major sports on at some time. I never thought that would happen in my lifetime. I never even considered it. I was like, oh, shit, really? What am I going to do? <laughs> Dude, when you think about what was back then versus, like, what happening now, like, yeah, all right. So so none of us see COVID coming, right? I mean, you know, unless you're, I, I don't know, I'm sure Nostradamus. Bill Gates, Bill Gates saw it coming. Did he? Did he predict yeah. the, uh, the, the COVID world? Oh, no, he created it. <laughs> now, it wasn't him it was the guy who invented zoom yes because uh, the stock blew up and everyone needed it yep right that guy that's the that's the dude who's behind the uh the, the pandemic but i mean yeah if you sit there and you, you you fucking look at certain things and i'll tell you what and i'll put it in, like in relation to to my lifetime right i you know and and not even uh, this is zero political folks zero political there are no pros, cons, anything like this. I'm not taking a side. What I'm saying is, is that I don't think that I had any kind of an appreciation back in 1980 of understanding what it was like having an actor, a famous actor, elected president of the United States. Like to me, it was just, I only knew Ronald Reagan as the governor of California. I didn't really, you know, I'm sorry. I wasn't, you know, you know, Whatever, 10 years old watching Bedtime for Bonzo. Who gives a shit about black and white movies when you're a little kid and everything's cartoons? So, but like Reagan 
ends up as a as a as a movie star, he ends up being president of the United States. I didn't have that kind of appreciation for it then. And now you look at it like Trump, who's, you know, basically just turned into a TV star and kind of a caricature of, of himself, um, you know, but being like that big time business mogul in, in New York who, you know, you know, you and I being from New York, you know, we watched the rise of of, of Donald Trump to, to then have him. Yeah. Like as the president of the United States, like I, I kind of think back, I'm like, man, what was uh, what was everybody talking about back in 80 when it happened with Reagan? So, yeah, I guess, you know, it's like that kind of thing, though, that that, yeah, it was in, in the realm of shit that never you never thought was going to happen. I never thought there'd be that worldwide pandemic. I never thought there'd be, uh, you know, Donald Trump in office. I never thought. That, what's that? That's a good one. Like 10 years ago, Donald Trump's going to be president someday. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Right. I would be like, get the fuck out of here. Trump's going to be president. The dude's making too much money. Dude's making too much money off of his fucking TV show. Yeah. And Kanye West going to be president, too. Maybe that happens. You know what? Ten years ago, if you told me that Kanye West was going to become crazy, I I don't know if, if I would have bought that. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Educated man. You know, like like, you know, real, real smart, you know, like the you know, like the music. Boom. And then he just went nuts. I don't know. Is that like the, the Kardashian infusion? Is that what did it to him? Probably. Or was he just fucking crazy? No, nah, I don't think he is. You don't think he's crazy? No, I think the media is portraying him that way. Is that because the Jews control the media and he's hating on the Jews? Uh, no, I just think that they... <laughs> <laughs> We're turning this fucking podcast yeah, yeah, upside know, right? down now. <laughs> <laughs> Sports? Who gives a shit about sports? We're talking. Life. We talking life. It is life. I, I this is that's that's the beauty of this shit, is that's a fucking life lesson. Everything's a fucking life lesson. What else? Ten years ago, if I told you that sports would be legal, you know, gambling would be legalized throughout the United States, would you have bought it? Uh that was more reasonable than anything we've discussed so far, but yeah, you know, not nah, really think about it. Didn't think so. What about electric cars? That I could have seen. You could have seen that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what year the Jetsons took place. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. I mean, did you really think I mean, this to continue to deviate off this path? Think about this right now. What year is it, Adam? 2023. When you were growing up. All right. And it was, you know, it was the, the 80s and the 90s. How far away did 2023 actually seem to you? Oh, extremely far. Man, it is crazy. I have these discussions with people. The older you get, man, the years absolutely fly by. And people have told us that. It is no joke, man. I feel like 30 was like five years ago. And it's not five years ago for me, okay? So they the years just fly by. Even like everything since COVID, bro. Like. That feels like it was recent. That was 2020. We are three years removed from it. Like, yeah. it just, the years just fly by, man. And, but I, I think it's a lesson that you really have to appreciate every moment. And I think I saw something about this recently with about hours, how much we work and the years we retire. Like, we work all these years to enjoy retirement for what? And 
it is kind of true. You really have to, and it's difficult for us, especially what we do in this field, covering multiple sports, and now with sports gambling going on every day. But you do have to take some time out to appreciate, enjoy life. And it can be difficult, man. It, it can be difficult when you have a tireless work ethic and you enjoy what you do. You kind of don't look at it saying, oh, yeah, well, I like doing this. I like watching sports. I like gambling. So it's not a big deal. But it takes a lot of time. And then it takes time away from, you know, doing some of the things you want to enjoy outside of sports, which might not be many things for me. But no, I do like <laughs> I, I do like things outside of sports. A lot of people don't think so. But and I know you do, obviously, with music and fish and everything. So we all have things that we like outside of sports. But I think we're just. Some of us, not a lot, uh, have this tireless work ethic um, that helps us be successful and we can lose sight of um, enjoying things of life. I, I think I've become better at it over the last year or two. And I don't know if COVID was the reason why or just getting older and realizing, hey, you know, you don't know when things can be taken away that you do have to try and enjoy things in life. Well, you're you're now opening up. You're now now you're headed down a very treacherous path. Why? Because <laughs> now I, I mean, listen. I've had arguments with both my my general practitioner uh, and my therapist uh, <laughs> about all of this shit. Because you know, I you hate when I start talking about death. Oh yeah, because you feel like you're gonna die and you want to any day. And no, no, you no, were what living, you were living till ninety. Listen, I have said it listen, numerous times. Okay. You can yeah, go back I know. I know. I know. Howard Bender said. is living to ninety years old. No, you might he's not, not like it. He's definitely you are. not. He's you definitely are. not. Okay, but here's here's my thing: is if I take you out, and I'm not going to do that, <laughs> even if you pay me, I'm not going to do it. Or if you commit suicide, and we don't want to discuss that here. But am I not like just slowly doing that anyway? By no, not bro, you're the opposite. You're eating one of those right. People. No, you don't give a shit. You're going to eat whatever you want. And you're one of those people. It doesn't affect. You can you can just go. You can gobble butter in a cup right now. You can. You oh, can my God. Did oil. you have your did, did you were you hacked into my webcam yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I saw you with that butter in your cup. You're like, all right, I want to get out of here. Let me just drink this butter. Give me a <laughs> stop my heart. I took I'm a bath you, in that man, shit. You're one of those people that says, I don't want to live long. I want to die. And you're going to live till 90. So you better prepare financially to live to 90. No, I'll tell you what, because here's here's the thing. And this is this is the argument that I'm having, because, you know, my GP is like, dude, you got to fucking lose weight. I'm like, yeah, I know. But the problem is, is that I love food and I love junk food and I love snack Not, food. See, no, and I don't wait, buy that. Wait, 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 wait. And I hate exercise i hate <laughs> physical exertion okay i do you you walked with me in detroit in hot weather to the restaurant to eat you can do it yeah dude dude i had to like lebron powder my crotch <laughs> after that i was like chafing left and right it was i was completely you probably hated me after that you're like why did this motherfucker make me walk why, why the fuck did he make me walk so, so my feeling about it is, so I've said this to my doctor. I'm like, listen, I hate exercise. I love eating what I want to eat. I don't want to have to, I like, I'm not going to sit there and like, you know, I work hard. Okay. And, and, and I, and I try to do a good job at my job. Why can't I, for the rest of my time, because I am closer to death than I am to birth. Why can't 
I just do whatever the fuck I want, eat what I want. If I don't want to exercise, I don't exercise, whatever the case may be. Because listen, what if I, I've, I've, I've lived a phenomenal life. I found no, bro, love. No. I, I've got great friends. Like this, this plane has been, it's all been very, very good to me. And I've had a, a great time doing it. So why do I want to like get down on myself, both mentally and physically about my weight? Like why? Because, because I don't, because I'm going to have a fucking heart attack and die one day because I'm going to need an angioplasty to open up a, a an artery or shit like that. Just fucking let me go. Really? So you are okay if it was in the next year or two? Yeah. No, yes. come on, bro. Stop. Look, here's the thing. You're saying this because you're going to miss me. I am. And so will many of your friends, family, and people listening. So we're looking out for you. Don't look, cry for me, Argentina. You Look, it's it's honestly, and look, I can't speak because I'm not in your position. I always say that when it comes to drug addicts or anyone who's addicted to something. I can't speak on it because I'm not addicted. But the thing is, it takes a lot of mental fortitude and discipline, but it can be done. Like, I've become less and less inclined to eat sweet things. Like, my tolerance for sugar keeps going down, which to oh. me is great. Ugh. It can be done for you, too. Here's the I don't thing. want it to be done. Ugh. Here's the thing, though. you If you don't have those things in the house in front of you, then you won't eat them. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. So I went shopping the other day, and I saw these coconut macaroons, and I got nice. them. Nice. I ate them in two days, bro. <laughs> but if I don't have them here, I'm not going to eat them. Now, I am going back to the store today or tomorrow to get another one. But the point is, if you don't have it in front of you, you're not going to eat it. So... You're not going to change because you don't want to. That's the bottom line. Right. You're not, you don't want to. I mean, you're having medical professionals tell you this and therapists and you don't want to do it. So it's not going to change for you because you have to be willing to do it and understand the benefits of it. But see, there you go. I don't see the benefits of it. I see Living it as longer. I see, bro. Again, I don't see that as a benefit. Okay. What I've about got your like, wife? I've got like 10 years what about on your you. wife. You have what? I have like 10 years on you. Okay, but you do have to, you're getting older, you have to worry about your health, especially at that weight. But again, why? What do you mean why? So you can live longer. But you're I don't want to. Okay, so you're okay leaving your wife behind? No, she's going to end up like, she's going to drink that Kool-Aid. Once she realizes that I'm like on the way out, oh, she's going to, she's going to off herself. She doesn't oh, want, she stops. <laughs> oh no, doing? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what what's going to happen. Oh man. <laughs> People are going to reach out to you like, hey, Howard, I hope you're not serious. Can you please take, get your weight under control and eat better? No, because because that would that would deprive me of pleasurable things. I love Starburst. Give me a bag of fucking gummy worms. Dude. Yeah, dude, you used to do that peep shit, which is fucking crazy. There you go. Right. I used to do that. I stopped doing it because it didn't make me feel good. Now, you could say that I'm suicidal if I would continue to do the peep thing. I'm just saying that, like, why do I have to like monitor everything that I put into my body? Why do I have to make sure that I physically exert myself to exercise or whatever? It's been a great ride. Let me enjoy the end of it. Like that's, I think that's but why I'm like, I'm, did, I'm getting bitter did, in my did, old age because people like, you know, you, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Fuck that. So how did the professionals respond to your, your take on this? Oh, they think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they just, they don't get it. I don't get it either. You know who gets it? Who? My hypnotherapist. 
She yeah. gets it. She understands because it's a belief thing. It's a belief. Like, I don't think like, see, that's also another thing that I, and I fight with one of my best friends about this as well. He's got this crazy, irrational fear of death and has no like, zero understanding of what I'm talking about. Um, and, and he like lives his life, like in fear of death. And I'm just like, dude, this is just like, to me, this, this plane here, we're coming back. I've been back on this plane spiritually multiple times in, you know, over however many years, I don't know, thousands of years, however long my, 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 my soul, my spirit has been, uh, in existence, which is probably a very long time, uh, considering how enlightened I am, but that's a different story. So wait, but you, you know, work, like so for you work, like you work they hard. don't get it. But my my hypnotherapist understands my way of thinking and doesn't just dismiss it as me being like I just want to fucking pig out and not exercise. Well, I guess they're doing it to kind of support you in a way, or maybe support themselves. Like, does a doctor really want to treat a guy who just doesn't give a shit about his whether he lives or dies? Then I, I would figure they would give you medication. Oh yeah, they're, they're they're all trying to give me medication. Of course, dude. that's because they, you know, it's a business. Oh, dude, I could be taking a litany of pills right now. It'd be ridiculous, ridiculous. Like pharmaceutical reps would be lining up in front of my house right now. They should be. Here you go. Don't so tell you. Me so you work. So you work hard to eat whatever you want and smoke weed. I work hard <laughs> to eat whatever I want and to smoke weed. That thank you. That, you just summed it all up. <laughs> you just summed it all up and you know what i'm pretty good at my job so booyah there it is adam yes whatever summed whatever it all up for me whatever makes you happy right whatever makes me happy whatever like whatever makes me happy is different from whatever makes you happy no it's doubt. different yeah. from whatever makes anybody else happy oh and i'm saying so, i'm saying it really doesn't take a lot if you don't want to completely turn around your health fine but it doesn't take a lot to to walk every day for a little bit and to try and eat something a little healthier. That's all. You don't have I'm not saying completely get rid of all the grease and the burgers and whatever else you like, but you could take steps to at least improving it. Like walking is good for you, man. Walking is definitely good for me and that's not a, a difficult daunting task. It but really isn't it is. Isn't it also for not even just weight, your knees, your joints as you get older? Like do you want to be one of you've seen you want to be one of those people? I mean, I know you don't like really to travel much, but I'm sure you want to do you want to see you know how those people can barely like move and it's a struggle to go anywhere? Do you, you don't want to be like that? Well, no, but I don't go anywhere really with the exception of going to a fish show. And, and there you go. I'm I'm fine with that. I don't need to go anywhere else. Okay. You want to be my personal trainer, Adam? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I'm probably the wrong guy for that. But <laughs> I just, you know what it is? I need somebody to come over to my house every day and say, let's go. We're going for a walk right now. Really? Like, I need somebody to, to, to tell you? me that I have to do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Nah, I just I I don't like I I don't understand the motivation of it on my own because like you said what's my motivation to lose weight and why do I want to lose weight well you know I mean my wife's not fucking leaving me right and and I'm not you know I'm not you know at, at this age really? and, so and wait, lack wait, of wait. income I'm certainly wait. not attractive to a wait. lot of young girls 
if there was a threat of your wife leaving, then you might lose weight. No, 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 no. If my if my wife left me, right? Well, then fine. Then I could just complete it and just have the shut in and just you know do whatever I want to do. Let somebody come and like you know I'll I'll, I'll be the star of my my eight hundred pound life or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you want to do for me on that. Oh, but man. yeah, no, there's to me, there's no reason to. All right. Well, I've already said it numerous times and it's documented. We have an audio, but you're living till 90. So you better figure out a way to to be well until 90 because you got a lot of years left. Yeah. The only way that I'm going to be around when I'm 90, dude, is if you weekend at Bernie's May. <laughs> you know, you grab like, you know, like Red Rum <laughs> or one of your other buddies. And you're you just, big. you guys just start we, schlepping drag, me around. We can't drag you around. We're going to need freaking professional bodyguards to, uh, Bernie was not that big. Oh, you can stick me into a wheelchair and just push me. <laughs> That's a good workout for oh, you. Man. I'm telling you, man, it's, I've seen this before. I worked with a guy and the guy ate fast food all the time. And he's probably in his seventies now and he's probably healthier than me. <laughs> it's just shit like that happens in life, man. You just can't explain certain things. You've seen it, right? You've seen someone who's been smoking for 50 years. They're fine. You see like people eating like garbage, eat whatever they want, and they live long. And then you see people eat healthy, dine early. Like you can't make sense of this shit sometimes. Exactly. You can, you can, you can look, my whole thing is you just, for me, I just want to try like, you know, some people are like, why do you walk so much? You're trying to lose weight? No, I'm just trying to be healthy and active. We work from home. And I didn't realize it until a few years ago. I'm like, shit, not moving around a lot. Walking is good. It keeps you healthy. It's good for your mind. So, like, right after this podcast, I will take a walk. Mm. Yeah, right after this podcast, I'm going to fucking eat a triple cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm going to go eat a fucking burrito. No, I'm actually, you know, it's 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 funny. The, the problem it's salad day for you? It's a salad day. <laughs> So if I was at the grocery store with my wife the other day, and we were like, you know, we like plan out our meals when we go shopping. And so we're like, all right, we're going to do this tonight, this tomorrow, this tomorrow. She's like, hey, how about big salads one night? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> no. I mean, if you really it. want to, we can, but no. So how about I'll make patty melts on the grill? Oh, okay. So let's <laughs> do that. Yeah, you don't have to twist my arm for that one. See? Mm -mm -mm. Um, all right. I guess we should probably deviate back to some sports. Yeah. Just a little slice of me and Adam. See, that's the, that's the beauty of this fucking podcast is that yes, we, we do sit here and we talk sports, we talk betting and, and everything like that. But more importantly, you know, this is like, this is real life shit too. This is, you know, everything's all kind of consumed in, in, in the whole thing. This is, if you're listening in on somebody's conversation at the bar, you know, this is like this is what Adam and I would be like if the two of us were sitting at a bar, although I wouldn't be drinking that much. And I'd be going outside for to, you know, hit the hit the pipe for a little bit every two seconds. Then come back in and eat. Oh, yeah. Right. Did you order some chicken fingers? Thank you. Get me some chicken fingers, and some fries. I'll be right back. I'm going to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's get back to some sports here. Let's talk how about some NBA. Can we talk some NBA here for a little bit? First thing tomorrow, everybody's gonna be like, damn, look at that. The Knicks beat the Cavs in five. Uh, I don't think that happens. 
I think Cleveland wins games five. Um, I thought this would be a long series to begin with. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has really got to step up and have a big game. Uh, he's been pretty pathetic the last three games. He opened the series with 38 points. He's had 17, 22, and 11 since shot 27.8% from the field. So, um, you know, th- these have been some kind of ugly, low-scoring games. Uh-huh. Uh, neither neither team broke 100 in game three. The Knicks barely got over 100 in game four. Um, <clears throat> neither team has scored 100 together in a game yet. So it's been these ugly games. Julius Randle hasn't been great. In fact, he was benched in the final few minutes of game four. Um, obviously, Jalen Brunson has been phenomenal. I mean, that was probably the best for agents. I mean, and Josh Hart. I mean, that was a phenomenal addition. Like, he is one of those hustle guys. Yeah, he'll put up some stats in the box score at times. Um, like the last game, he had 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, played 40 minutes and started. But, man, because Quentin Grimes was out. But he just does everything, man. You know, that ultimate hustle player that a lot of times the box score doesn't reflect what he does. Um, but I, I expect Cleveland to play well here in game five. Mitchell's got to respond in a big way. Uh and there, you know, I think maybe some of the inexperience is showing, you know, first playoff series for Evan Mobley. Um, they're not a deep team either. They don't go deep. They basically play seven guys. Um, so I think Cleveland wins game five. Um, but with the Knicks probably ultimately win the series, probably in game six. Um, did you think the Knicks were going to win the series from the onset or were you uh, leaning Cavaliers? I was leaning Cavs, but I thought the Knicks had a shot to win. Like I've, I thought that would be the best series in the first round in the East, the most competitive. Um, And that remains to be seen if it is. Um, Because a lot's going to depend on the Bucs. I mean, that is the biggest shock so far is the Bucs heat with the Bucs trailing the heat 3-1. The Bucs just blew that game on Monday. They had a 15-point lead with about four minutes left. Giannis had come back after missing a couple games with the back injury. He had a triple-double. Like, okay, they're in control here. They got this. And they just fell apart. And a lot of it was Jimmy Butler putting on one of the most amazing playoff performances you have ever seen in the history of the NBA. 56 points, 19 of 28 from the field. He could not miss. Um, It was just amazing because, you know, you come down the stretch, you're down 15. You need a bucket. You need to stop. You need a bucket. You need to stop. You need a bucket. You need... And they were getting it. And it was just sitting there like, holy shit, how is this happening? So so what happens, right? Because, you know, I like the Bucks were my pick to win the championship. So you're like, well, how is the one seed struggling with the eight? Well, Miami has playoff experience. And then you've got a stud like Jimmy Butler. So what happens when you have an upset, right? You need outliers. To happen. So we saw, well, you had Giannis getting hurt. So, okay, fine. You got a superstar sitting two games. Then in game three, because they won game two without Giannis. Then in game three, they go to Miami. And what happens? Uh, Miami shoots lights out from three-point range. So they've had, they had that. And then Jimmy Butler put on a historic performance with 56. Right. So. They've had a couple of things go right for them. Now, here's the crazy part. So after the Heat lost on Monday, I said, okay, what is it going to be for the the Bucs to win this series in seven? Because I I see them coming back. I mean, I don't see them losing game five. They're 12-point favorites 
Don't see them losing that. Obviously, the key is game six. They go back to Miami, win game six. I think they come home and win game seven. So what what, what, what odds am I getting? Plus 125. I was like, what? Are you fucking You're, wait, wait, you're only getting plus one, 125 right now for Milwaukee to win the series against Miami. I actually think it's now plus 115. <clears throat> wow. But yeah, that's I was stunned. Now, wow. I understand. Again, one of the reasons why they do this, and this is what people need to understand, is it becomes a liability for the books. You know this, whether it's the Yankees, the Lakers. There are certain teams – the public's going to bet on. Now, the Bucks are not really a public team. They have Giannis. But the thing is, people are going to be like, oh, wait, the one seed with Giannis, and they have two of the three teams at home, and the Heat needed a historical Jimmy Butler 56-point game just to, to win? Yeah, I could see them coming back. So it's plus 115 right now. I mean, plus, the Heat are minus 140 to win this series, and they're up 3-1. I mean, it's just like there's no value there betting it, you know, and even betting an individual game tonight, you're not getting value because, again, this is for Wednesday night. You guys will be hearing this after the fact. Um, so if the Heat win, disregard everything I said, um, I told you the Heat would win. Um, if they don't, like I said, the Bucks are going to win this in seven. Um, but the Bucks are minus 610 on the money line. So it's crazy, man. Like I felt like. This is reminding me of the NCAA tournament where it's kind of wide open, where this flaws with every fucking team right now. Think about it. We have the number one seed in the East down 3-1 in the first round. We have the number two seed in the West down 3-1 in the first round. It's just injuries that played a big part as well. Um, but, yeah, it's wild right now uh, what's going on in the NBA. And I said I thought this would be one of the best first rounds ever. Um, you did have the Sixers sweep the Nets. That wasn't surprising, but – um, and you did have two series end last night. Now, the Clippers obviously went out because no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. That really cooked them. And they kind of hung in there against Phoenix. And Denver took care of Minnesota. Um, but, you know, you still have um, the Golden State Kings series. Um, unfortunately, De'Aaron oh, Fox. You've got has- a bunch of shit going on yeah. here. Lakers yeah. up 3-1 on Memphis right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I think we all expect the Lakers just to kind of, I don't know if they close it out tonight or whatever. Uh, Knicks up three one, and and a lot of people think Cleveland can can bounce back. Milwaukee down three one, and we think that they can bounce back against Miami. And yeah, Golden State, Sacramento, that's knotted up at two. And you know what, man? Boston's up three two against Atlanta, but they're going into Atlanta on uh, on Thursday night. So that was you know. that was pretty discouraging for the Celtics last night. Even if they win this series, because. Philadelphia is waiting for them and Joel Embiid has this PCL injury. So the more opportunity you give Philly to rest. Yeah. It's not good because this series potentially if Boston would have won last night, it might've started Saturday. Cause I know the Denver Phoenix series is starting Saturday. So you're giving, you know, the opportunity for Philly to rest um, and let Embiid try and get healthy, which again, we don't know how serious it is, but it, to me, it doesn't sound good. Um, I don't think he's going to be hundred uh, percent for the series. So Boston blew a big opportunity. You know, they DeJounte Murray was suspended for game five, but again, Trey young went nuts in the final few minutes, uh, hit that big three to lift them to victory. So yeah, it's been a really good first round. That Sacramento golden state series is just absolutely tremendous. Um, and I just hope De'Aaron Fox's finger injury doesn't affect them. They originally listed them as doubtful. They said he's going to play it's on his non shooting hand. But, man, that series has been great. Such good basketball to watch. 
And I mean, game five is pivotal because I think if the Warriors win, the series is over. If the Kings win, it's not over. I know Golden State has been awful on the road this year, 11 and 30, but the Kings have got to win game five. They're, the pressure that's on the Kings tonight is immense because if they lose, they have to go to Golden State to keep their season alive. Uh, a team that doesn't have much playoff experience, thats uh, I don't know about that. So really pivotal game five uh, that I think the Kings have to win. Oh, I definitely think the Kings have to win uh, on this. I mean, you know, I'm here in the Bay Area, so I, I get all the, the the local sound bites and all the stuff that comes with it, um, you know, off of it. That, uh, yeah, I just uh, – I, I wish I was more of a basketball fan, I guess. I mean, I mean you I, know, I, I'm like – you know, because I'm, like, I'm like splitting my time between the draft, between baseball, and then I'm like – you know, the only thing that I have to like kind of sneak in there a little bit and, and it's only a little bit is uh, some Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. And what sucks is the Rangers Devils 730 the night of the draft. Like, why couldn't they have this game tonight? They give them um, an extra day off. See, and, and, you know, the funny thing is, is because I'm not I'm not broadcasting on Sirius XM and I'm not broadcasting on BSN either uh, for, for Thursday night for the draft. So, you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to go with one monitor is going to have the NFL draft and the other monitor is going to have the fucking Rangers game. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially since Thursday, the only NBA game is Atlanta, Boston. So I'll, you know, I'll pay attention to it. Um, but I'm going to focus more. Let me see. What time is the Atlanta? Boston? I mean, game? do you really like watching the NFL draft? No. Yeah, really. I fucking hate it. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. It's just to me, it's just it's it's nonsense because you know, I mean, it's it's fun to see, you know, if 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 a team makes a trade or something like that, then okay, you can follow great. it. You can follow it on Twitter, bro. They're yeah. ahead of the TV anyway. You don't really yeah. need to watch it. You don't need to watch it. I don't need the pomp and the circumstance. I don't need to see the Roger Goodell up there. The interviews are useless, and if anyone says anything good, you'll find a fucking replay. And no one says anything good. Oh, I want to thank God. I'm blessed to be here. My parents. I want to thank my coach. Uh, I want to thank my girlfriend, uh, who will not be my girlfriend after today because I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Remember that? Because CD I went. Remember that CD Lamb meme? Remember that CD Lamb meme where the girl was looking at his phone? And oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So like, you're right. It's not. Here's the, okay. This is and. Anyone who knows me and Howard know we're huge NFL fans, right? We cover it. But we don't cover one sport. The people who cover one sport only, they love it. This is a huge deal. And we're not saying we don't love it. We're just saying, like, you got playoff games tomorrow. And, okay, even baseball. If you want to say, oh, well, baseball is right. Okay, fine. You got playoff games, man. Yeah. Like, game five, Rangers, Devils, bro. 2-2. Two, two. Come on. I would much rather I would much rather sit and watch that and then catch up on the NFL draft like the next morning, even. Right. Or you could find you look, you could watch the game and follow it on Twitter on your phone. You know, every few minutes look, or like you said, have a second TV glance. Okay. Oh, there was a trade. It was traded. Okay. Who did this team take? Okay, boom. And then you got, like you said, the next few days to digest it, figure things out. You know, we're not doing a draft as soon as the NFL draft ends. Well, maybe I mean, we are on like well, Monday or Tuesday. Okay, fine. Whatever. But I'm saying you have a few days to kind of 
digest it. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. I, I, again, I think that, you know, again, this is all this has all been hyped up by the NFL. The NFL wants to, you know, needs to, to prove that it is a 365 day a year coverage sport. I don't I don't think it is. But the NFL wants to wants to show it. But, you know, because, yeah, they're going to they've got the NFL draft now. And once the NFL draft ends, everybody who covers fantasy football uh, now has, you know, fresh content to write about. They're going to all start doing a billion best ball drafts. You know, and that's, you know, so so it's going to kind of kick into into some, you know, high gear. But that's going to be from what? From like for the month of May. You know, because you got to wait and see what happens with June mini camps. And, you know, you're still kind of analyzing things. But, you know, there's like a there's a lull, basically, you know, that that nothing really changes all that much except for maybe, you know, and it doesn't even change like because it doesn't change best ball ADP at all. Because like that's the thing is that there's there's rarely a story or something that happens between the NFL draft and the start of like let's say August first. Let's say August first. You know, it's like training camp. Uh, it's a big draft month. August is for for fantasy football. But from like the NFL draft to August first, how much really happens that really moves the needle that much? ADP's move, you know that. It does, but ADP usually moves with the with the news. And let's say there's a it's a slow news cycle. Let's say there are no, you know, there there are no troublemakers out there that we're worried about. Like I that's that's the thing for me is that, you know, it, it becomes tough to cover because if there is no like big news story, there's big no no big news cycle. Then really, our ADP is going to change that much from, and let's say from May first to, I'll go June fifteenth. I'll go mid June. Is uh, is not, there any anything that's significant? That, no, not and that's been no, nothing significant there. Yeah. And then from like you know, think about that June mini camps to regular training camp. Does the ADP really move that much in in that span either? Or does the ADP really start to like move and adjust and whatever in August? Yeah, I mean, unless there's injuries or trade, then you'll see some slight movement or maybe people were undervaluing a player and then more drafts are done and then they move up and then the buzz starts to circulate. People start talking and player moves up, you know, maybe some of the rookies. I mean, we were seeing Jalen Tolbert move up for the Cowboys. Boy, did that turn out to be shit. Oh, right, right, right. Tolbert, that yeah. was like, that was the early one, was that everybody was, it was all draft hype, and it never came to fruition. Not at all. I tell you, I told you, the only thing that I want to know in fantasy football uh, during this offseason is going to be which wide receiver is going to start plummeting in ADP because he's, you know, dropping passes or, you know, he's a little banged up. Maybe shit's not going his way. He and the quarterback still trying to get on the same page. All right. It was what? It was Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase two years ago. Jamar Chase. He couldn't catch a football because it didn't have stripes on it. And, and last year it was Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. 
And and that dude like really just like bust out. I mean, he only finished the season with 600 yards and, and, and seven touchdowns. But he had but some bit massive games, man. Huge, games. huge games. Like you wanted Christian Watson on your fantasy teams. Yes. So that's, that's what I want to know. That's the only thing. If you want to tell me which receiver is going to shit the bed during the off season, uh, that's the one who I, I want to, I want to draft, you know, super late round pickup and, and tell everybody else to piss off. <laughs> oh boy. Um, what about baseball season? Let's go. Let's switch it up here to a little baseball. Now we'll cover everything for you. People we're covering everything from NFL draft to life and death situations, <laughs> like in reality to NBA back into the NFL draft. Let's bring it full circle here with a little MLB. How are your teams doing right now? Mostly pretty well. Although I feel like a few teams are just lacking in power. Um, like the pitching, which is kind of surprising considering how many pitchers are getting blown up left to right. My only team is actually pretty bad. Um, ninth place. Um, but I feel like most of my teams have been actually pretty solid right now, even though like I've had a lot of injuries, had some pitcher blow up spots. Um, I feel like I'm in the like top half of most of my league so far. Um, but you know, that could, you know, how the standings fluctuate at this point, you know, one day you're like, Oh, I'm in first place. Oh shit. I'm in fifth. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm hovering in the top half. I think like, uh, my tout wars draft and hold team is, is the one team that's kind of like, you know, I'm sitting right in the middle of the pack of a 15 teamer. And, uh, and so I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth between, you know, anywhere from like six to 10th. I keep bouncing around there. Um, see, that's well, like, so, see, I'm fifth in towel, but I'm last in home runs, third to last in RBIs. I never build teams like that. I mean, part of it is Altuve was my second round pick. He hasn't played. Seager was my third round pick, and obviously he's missed time. So um, I'm just, yeah, I don't. Uh, so if I can get power, um, I guess I have too many guys. Like I have Asturi Ruiz, so that's no power. I have. Um, Andrews, that's no power. Um, Dubon, who I had to pick up for middle infielder, he's been great getting on base, but no power. He did steal a base yesterday, so yeah, I'm just lacking power right now. Pitching's been good, um, and I'm noticing that in a few leagues, man. That you're lacking power. Well, yeah. everybody's got speed. Everyone's got speed, which is always nice. Um, so you're lacking power. Yeah, you know, for me, it's uh, it's 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 the pitching. I'm I'm okay with power. I'm fine with power. I'm great with speed. I'm great with runs scored. Um, it, it's the pitching that's kind of uh, kind of burning me. And you know, I mean, just when you have a couple of guys who are still, I mean, because we're only we're not even a full month into it, but you know, so I'm still like recovering from things like Chris Bassett getting his ass handed to him early, you know, things like that. So. I mean, I'm I'm confident that it's going to get better, but yeah, that's that's my Buddy, issue right now. If you don't have a pitcher that's been blown up, then you're really lucky because like every pitcher, I mean, even I know he was great his last outing, but I had Kevin Gossman in, in my online championship league in uh, for the NFBC, and he obviously that previous start just got absolutely hammered. Now he's been great in his other starts, 
Um, I had Syndergaard yesterday. Uh, he had a two-start week, so. Ugh, and really? I who, who are it? Oh, oh, Pittsburgh and. Yeah, man. I mean, come on, man. Pittsburgh, Dude, Pittsburgh's no joke I, right now. I understand that, but come on, man. You can't get blown up by them. It's, the, you know, I know they're playing well and they're winning games, but you still look at their lineup. I mean, it's not like they shouldn't still fear you. Look, it's April. We've been through this, man. There's going to be teams that get off to good starts. I don't think anyone believes that Pittsburgh is going to maintain this. I also don't think anybody in their right mind thinks that Noah Syndergaard's a decent pitcher anymore. Well, no. The only reason was the Dodgers. We've seen the Dodgers turn guys around, right? So I figured I'd take a shot, and now I already regret it. Because <laughs> he's just not the same pitcher anymore. I mean, Didn't they come back and win that game? It was like 7-2, yeah, to two and then they won like 8-7? You know, okay, here's a team that actually has a good record, but their bullpen is absolutely shitty. And I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about. Are you going to talk about Texas? Yes. I knew you would know. Dude, this team, man, like they spent all this fucking money and upgraded the team. They did nothing to that bullpen and they blew it again today. Um, I didn't see what went down today because I actually homer. avoided it. Two run walk off homer for Nick Senzel in the bottom of the night. That's that's fucking comical. Who did he who did he hit it off of? Um Hernandez. Okay. Dude, okay, so I had in in my MLB best bets on Monday, I had Texas on the money line, right? And they give up three runs, two in the eighth and one in the ninth, and they end up losing that fucking game. I go back to them again yesterday because I'm like, you know, Texas bullpen was actually like, if you look statistically, they've been rock solid, you know, throughout the, throughout the year so far, they have been fine. Their ERA is low. They haven't been overworked too much. Um, and so they've been, you know, fine as far as like, you know, giving up leads and shit like that. So I'm like, all right, are they going to fucking botch it two days in a row for me? And then boom, a six run fucking eighth inning. I was I was beside myself. I was so angry. I mean, that cost me, you know, two big bets. That's fucking bad beat, dude. Yeah, I mean, LeClerc. Came in the other day at the bases loaded walk too. They just don't have an answer in that pen. No, they need they need help. They need help in a major way. Oh, the Jays shut out the White Sox eight nothing, huh? Boy, the White Sox. That's another team, man. We thought, oh, the Roosters gone. They have talent. It's the same shit, man. They fucking suck. Well, I mean, their pitching has just been shit. Like Kopech is horrible, right? Yeah, now. dude. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a guy. Lynn has been I mediocre at Kopech. best. Yeah. And Giolito, bleh, still. But still, this team seven and eight. They have a worse record than the Tigers. They have a they they, they do have a worse record than the Tigers. That's and the Yankees, kind of the Yankees are closer to last place than they are first. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just live in the moment, okay? I know it's not gonna you had to do it. I did. I did. I mean, like the Mets suck too, though. I mean, they had a seven and three road trip, and then they come home, and I guess they fucking forgot that they had a game against Washington, and Josiah Gray dominated them. But, but then again, you know, when you look at the Mets right now, they only have one starting pitcher active in the rotation who was in the rotation to begin the year. Everyone else is hurt. So uh, Scherzer comes back Monday from the suspension. Verlander, they're saying one rehab start, I believe, Friday, and then he'll be back. So, but, you know, they've been, they've played most of their games on the road, though. 17 on the road, seven at home. Um, but they've lost three in a row now. And, uh, you know, the Braves typically don't start fast. 
and then have a furious sort of say, ah, they've started fast, 16 and eight. Uh, you know, we agreed. Like we, we took the Braves to win the world series in our FSGA prop draft. I think they're, I think they're the best team. Uh, even them, they've looked every team in baseball, the injuries are, I saw a stat, the injuries are way up from the last two years at this time. Um, it's way up and they've had injuries too, but they got free back. Um, you know, Russell Iglesias working his way back, Michael Harris working his way back. So with everything that's gone on, Oh, Travis darno has been out. He was off to hot start. So every team has injuries. Um, but yeah, the, Braves and Spencer Strider. Oh my God, bro. So when we were doing the live in game show, they had a bet for Spencer Strider. Perfect game. Plus 1400 going into the seventh inning. I was like, you know what? If he gets to this top three here against the Marlins, he can do this. So I sprinkled some money on it. First play Matt Olson error. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I said, all right, you know what? He can still throw a no hitter. Let me jump on the no hitter. I think the no hitter was like plus 300 and he gave up two hits in the seventh. I was like, all right, uh, worth the shot. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it is, man. The fucking that's why I, I don't in-game bet. I don't do it because of all that kind of shit that happens. Dude, yeah, Bowden was giving me shit the other day because I was sitting there, I was talking on the phone. There was somebody who was uh somebody was rocking a no-no in like the seventh, and I was like, and I started talking about it. And he was like, you can't talk about it. What do you oh, mean I can't talk about it? Dude, we had the same discussion on in-game, man. Like, these people who, like, someone even said, blamed me. Like, I, I, I tweeted out, uh, I'm going to take Spencer Strider, throw a perfect game of plus 1,400. And then when it ended, someone says, this is your fault. I'm like, yeah, it is my fault. I'm the only one who was talking about it. There was no one else. <laughs> it was just me. Like, here's the thing. I don't mind people saying it on social media because – it might alert you to it. You know, there's so many games going on and we're good at keeping tracking stuff, but you might not realize that there's a, a perfect game or a no hitter. Don't you want to fucking know and tune in? I do. Let's see. Me too. I don't believe, I don't believe in, in the, in the whole jinx thing. It, it just, no, I, I'm sorry. How can you believe in it when there's thousands of people talking about it and you're going to randomly blame one of them who you see on your feed? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> you talked about it now it's not gonna happen <laughs> why why yeah i mean it was pretty funny like we you know we were talking about it on air and then we went to break and jim was like dude really come on i was like no really dude what superstition you're that superstitious about this come on <sighs> i don't know adam i just don't know now, maybe if you're in the dugout, I can see it being different. You don't want to. No way, man. Pitcher. I'm sitting next to the pitcher and I'm talking up a storm to him. Yeah. You got to ask him what he's doing that night. Is he ready to go to the strip club? Right. How are you feeling about this, dude? You're fucking throwing with some massive heat right now. You got to be feeling good. You know that you haven't given up a hit yet, right? Yo, you, have, you have a perfect game through six you and, you've only th and you've only thrown 69 <laughs> pitches. You only got to get nine more outs, and that's it. You make history, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling for you. I, look, I'm going to try and make every play I can. I'll dive. If I have to separate my shoulder, I will. But you better make those pitches. Yeah. <laughs> that would be – see, that's what I want to see. I want to see that. Make, make a fucking movie about that. The poor pitcher just sitting there all by himself, all lonely, 
Just being like, I mean, the fact that nobody is speaking to you or sitting next to you in the dugout, like that doesn't alert you to what's happening and put you in your head more about it. Yeah, you're clearly aware of what's going on. You're clearly aware of what's going on. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um. All right. Well, any uh, any any last thoughts on uh, on fantasy baseball? Words of wisdom. Tell everybody what you got coming up for them. You got shit. You got a lot of shit coming up right now. Yeah, I'm doing the fantasy baseball waiver wire article, which comes out Tuesday. The Fab article comes out Saturday. So get ready to spend on Tanner Bibby, who had a great game for Cleveland today. In his debut, it was against the Rockies, but uh, they did say he's going to stay with the team for now. Um, so I guess they'll uh, see what they do on this road trip here, basically. Um, let me see the exact quote from the beat writer. Uh, Frankona said, Bibby will stick with the team for at least the next few days. They haven't nailed down their exact plans just yet, but he will be heading with the team on the road trip. So that'll be a guy I think people uh, spend on this weekend if he remains on the team. Yeah, definitely. Oh, all those all those people who are so pissed off that Taj Bradley got sent back down to the minors again. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be up. Oh, uh, he's definitely going to be up. They they yeah. even said it. They're like he's on a 6-day throwing schedule right now and we want him onto a 5-day throwing schedule so that he can be in the rotation. We can get by with Yanni Chirinos and Josh Fleming at the back end of the rotation. While he goes down to AAA and works himself into a five-day schedule, like I, I, and people are like, "Oh my God, keep me gonna sit down, shit! What the fuck am I gonna do? I just spent all this fab on him." Yeah, you hold on. Um, and then, of course, there were more injuries today with a lot of afternoon games. Kenta Maeda back injury. Josh Young hit by a pitch. The X-rays were negative. Javier Baez hit by a pitch. George Springer hit by a pitch. Judge stayed in the game, but I, I don't know if you saw, he had a very awkward slide in. The third I base. saw it and he stayed in the game. Right. And then tomorrow he's going to be out. Um, yeah, he'll take home- a day off. He'll have like a, like a, probably it'd be like with like a bruised wrist or something like that. And Herman Marquez, uh, an arm injury. So uh, the oh. injuries just continue to pop That's up. That's a blessing in disguise, dude. Well, no, it's not good if you pick on him in DFS. <laughs> oh, please. There's so many other guys that you can pick on. Who's the guy pitching for fucking Oakland tonight? Oh, the guy making his debut. Yeah. <laughs> See that team. That team is just so freaking bad. Luis Medina. Yeah, but meanwhile, you know what though? They they they've like fucked me on a couple of uh, run line bets. Dude, I gotta yeah. tell you, betting baseball this year much harder than it was like now. Much harder than it was like last year or the year before. Like I always, I start the season off well, and then I'll like, and then I'll like, I'll you know, adjustments will happen, and <clears throat> you know, and 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 I'll you know, I'll I'll take a couple of losses, but then I'll just get right back onto a nice little streak. Now I'm like sitting here. I even I put this in the article yesterday. It, you know, like for people who just like betting straight games, not you know. Not diving into the uh, into the props and all that other stuff, but if you look at it, here we go. Straight up money line bets for home and away teams are currently split fifty point five to forty nine point seven percent in favor of the visiting team. Favorites are ahead sixty one point seven percent, but we're really looking at you know, but but we're not really looking to bet like a minus two seventy five money line. 
Over-unders are currently split 51.5% to 48.5% in favor of the over. Um, and so, you know, I'm like trying to find, you know, where we can find some sort of value or anything. The only thing I found was like, you know, visiting teams on the run line. That's a little bit more favorable. But even that, you know, the books are, are the books are doing a much better job of correcting and making it a lot more difficult uh, for, for betting baseball this year. I got a simple solution for you. Just bet the Tampa Bay money line every day. Just the Tampa Bay money line every single <laughs> they're, they're day. They're 17 and 7 on the run line, too. Um, and you mentioned Oakland. As bad as they've been, they're 9 and 15 on the run line, which you're like, oh, that's bad. But, like, I would have thought it would have been worse considering. I thought it was going to be, like, 2 and 20. Pizza. Yeah. Not, yeah. I Like, 4 or 5, something really bad because they are horrendous, man. They are horrendous. They're 5 and 19. So the fact that they've covered the run line um, that many times uh, is a little surprising to me. Uh, but they did have they had two one-run losses against the Mets and a couple other ones, and obviously they won five as well where they covered the run line because I I'm, they have they've been underdogs in every game, right? They have to, right? Um, they've been favored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been underdogs every game. They're never going to be favored this year, no. right? Oh, that's got to be a record, right? Probably. Nah, there's there's gotta be one. Game I'm sure there's gonna be a there's series be where they're going up yeah. against like Kansas City where they'll probably where they're be home. Yeah. Yeah. Or Detroit or something. And maybe they have the other team has like a shitty pitcher. That's something I'm interested in seeing. I want to track that. Oh yeah, we'll definitely keep tracking that. I'm tracking a whole mess of shit as I do this uh this article every goddamn day. You know what it is? You got NL Central, bro. They have three of of the top four records against the run line. It's Reds sixteen and nine, Cubs fourteen and eight, Pirates fifteen and nine. Those are the three teams right behind Tampa. Okay. Damn these bad teams, bro. Detroit thirteen and nine, Washington thirteen and nine. Those are on the run line. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How bad I mean, is listen? Dude, I think it's how it's, bad is St. Louis, bro? What is wrong with this team? <laughs> I don't know. Nine and 15. I thought they had one of the best all around lineups. So did I. I picked them to win the fucking central. I think a lot of people did. I think he either took them or the Brewers. Yeah. hundred percent. There, there could be a firing of the manager there maybe soon. I'm just guessing. I don't, I don't know, but this is nine and 15. And yesterday was, you know, up four, two in the ninth, an era. Uh, I know Helsley gave up the walk off to Sable, but that error opened the door for things. I do not know. I'm telling you, man, this is a very, very, this is turning into as bad as some of these teams are like Oakland, like Washington, like Detroit, um, you know, as bad as these teams are, they're still, you know, they're, they're hanging in games and shit right now. So there's stuff going on. Yeah. I think part of it is there's there's so many injuries right now. Like I know a lot of Yankee fans are complaining about their lineup and I know they put up 12 runs on Wednesday against the twins, but you're not accustomed to seeing a Yankees team with this much dead weight in their lineup. I mean, Willie Calhoun, it's sixth. Uh, you know, his greatest start as Frenchie Cadero had, he's hitting 160 with a 192 OBP now. You know, so you're not used to seeing a lineup like this for the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees lost the series to the Twins for the first time in like, what, 20 years? Yeah. The season series? I mean, look, they're 14 and 11. The division is great, so you're not worried, but you're just not used to seeing a Yankees lineup that 
is so unproductive, especially at the bottom of the lineup. They they've scored the least amount of runs in the AL East. Yeah, it's a top heavy lineup. Listen, you know what? San Diego's having that same yeah. issue oh, right now. It's a that top was my heavy concern. lineup. That was my concern with them. Like everyone's like, oh, Padres are great. I'm like, okay, they have four guys at the top of the lineup. And it tails off after that. I mean, the Mets have the same problem too. Do they though? Yeah, they do. They do. Again, this is basically the same lineup as last year, bro. I mean, you obviously you need Alvarez to get going. And look, I know he's going to struggle early. I'm fine with him up. I mean, he's better than what the other catchers were giving him. Um, and Beatty obviously has gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Again, I don't mind seeing him up. I want to see him there. But it's, it's yeah, it's it's Alonso, Lindor, Nimmo, Marte. After that, it's a big drop off. Yeah. And that's a tough thing with a lot of these lineups that we're actually seeing right now. Um, you know, even Toronto. You know, you're seeing like a lot of top heavy lineups and all of a sudden it's like the the six, seven, eight hitter, or the seven, eight, nine hitters are, uh, are are super weak. It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You need that back, that through and through lineup. Look at, look at the fucking angels. Who do they have besides Trout and Otani up there? Yeah, Ward and Rendon went healthy. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I thought the Cardinals had it, man, but they're just not hitting at all. I mean, they're and they're trying to fit all these different guys in there. O'Neill's been sitting and then. Well, that's what I think they need to do. I think they need to make a trade. Yeah, I think they need to trade one or two of these bats, these extra bats that they have. I mean, and, Jordan Walker's not playing now and get a frontline starter. I mean, Jordan Walker's not playing. I know they talk about mechanics and all that stuff that they're working on with him, but, you know, he's not playing. But, you know, top to bottom, I thought they had a, a pretty good lineup. I think they do. I think they just they, they need to find a way to to, to kind of harness this. And, yeah, uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised to see Ali Marmol uh, lose his job if they don't turn this shit around. But, I mean, turn, you know, take some of this, you know, lock in that you've got O'Neal, Newt Bar, and Walker as your as your outfield, right? Trade Dylan Carlson to somebody who needs, you know, do something like that, you know, make a move that gets you uh just a, a better frontline starter because, you know, Flaherty's unpredictable. Montgomery, yeah. I like, he's a good solid number 2, but then you got you got what? You got Michaelis, Wainwright's hurt, he's Matt on the way sucks. back, but that's not Woodford's fucking horrible. Yeah. They they don't have enough pitching. I think that's their issue, but they're not hitting either. Um, so that's, they just have nothing going right. There's a lot of teams like that right now, you know, white Sox off to a horrendous start. Um, the Cardinals, obviously, I mean, the angels only 500 Padres are disappointing at 12 and 13 Phillies are 11 and 13. They did it last year though. Mariners 11 and 12 Dodgers are only 13 and 11, but they have everybody on paternity leave because they had some big ass orgy at the all-star break last year. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, right? They're all in paternity. Even Cody Bellinger is not on the team anymore. It's like, wait, I'm waiting for more guys to go on the paternity list over the next couple of days from the Dodgers. I think they're like, all right, we can't put all you guys on once. So we're going to have to spread this out here because people are going to be like, start investigating what you guys did over the all-star break. And we don't want to be responsible for that big orgy. <laughs> big orgy. That's to see now. Now I'm going to have to do some investigating. Who do we know that we can kind of get in on that information and find out about the big Dodger orgy at the all-star break last year at the all-star break last year? Who's who threw the orgy? I want to know who threw the orgy. We, we know some of the participants. We need to know more. 
I like that. I, see, there you go, Adam. Now you're leaving us wanting more. You're leaving the show here today with everybody wanting more. We want to know more about the Dodgers orgy at last year's All-Star game. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the show. Big thank you to everybody, as always, for liking and subscribing. Uh, follow Adam at Adam Ronis on Twitter. He's at Aron88. When you're looking over at, at Instagram, you know where to find him. Just Google the motherfucker. Come on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy. Adam's got a bunch of stuff coming out with uh, with NBA in the playoffs over at FantasyAlarm.com. Uh, we'll get his, uh, his, he's going to be updating his baseball rankings for the month of May as I will be doing as well. Um, so there's a lot of shit going on here. And then, uh, maybe we'll talk, uh, next time about how this NFL draft actually turned out and we'll actually have something to talk about it besides speculation. Bijan to the Falcons. That's what I need to happen. Appreciate you guys liking and subscribing for Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Cash It Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.